Praise the Lord. It's good to be here this morning. A very, very warm welcome to every one of you on this Pungal weekend. <laughs> Praise God that God has given us another day uh, to gather together. He's given us life. He's given us health and strength. It's only the grace of God. And we want to welcome every one of you uh, who have come here for the first time and uh, also after a long time. And those of you who are watching us uh, online uh, who have joined us uh, from your homes, we welcome you. Uh, maybe you might be with us on Facebook or YouTube or on our website. Uh, we welcome every one of you in Jesus' name. Indeed, this is a, a wonderful day that God has added into our lives to worship him. And uh, we are so grateful to God for that. And a joy to see every one of you this morning. Amen. Praise God. You know, it's really um, the blessing of God that God has given us another new year. And he has given us many good promises. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, God's um, word to us and the Lord speaking to us is such a blessing. And um, I'm sure that you've been encouraged and blessed as you've been listening to the word of God. And uh, also sharing with one another of God's goodness and what God is doing in your life. Um, this morning we're going to go into the Word of God and um, uh, we just read, um, you know, a few minutes back as my brother was leading us in song and worship, uh, he read from 1 Timothy chapter 4 um, to just pick up from uh, where we left. Uh, I would like to read that again, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 15 and 16, be diligent in these matters, give yourself wholly to them. So that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Um, you know, we've been hearing about uh, how God is going to restore and rebuild our lives. A growth, a progress, an increase that God is bringing our way as he restores Many things that we missed, many things that we lost, many areas of life where we have suffered loss. And I want you to believe the Lord Jesus with us this morning for a miracle that God can do in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says there is nothing impossible for God. All things are possible with him. And with a God who has limitless possibilities... He is a God who enables us to experience his miracle working power in our lives. Whatever you are suffering, whatever you are going through, maybe for a brief period of time beginning from last year because of the kind of situation we've all been going through with this pandemic or it could be something that you've been going through for a very, very long time in life. Financial issues, health problems, relational problems, uh, job crisis, a lack of progress in life, dreams that have been shattered, failures that you have faced. There might be many, many things that probably have hindered your life. And I want you to know this morning that we are calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus who is well able to give you a breakthrough in your life. Who is able to change the course of your life. Who is able to open a new way for you. 
even though you think that i'm doomed i'm my life is destroyed all my dreams have been dashed and i'm just facing a wall i've been pushed to a corner maybe that's how you feel about yourself right now maybe it it doesn't seem to look like there is any hope for you your family or for your future maybe it looks like uh, nothing will ever work out and all that you've tried have already failed and there is no other avenue or there is no other possibility at all but i want you to know in the name of the lord jesus christ that miracles can happen and he specializes in miracles Amen. hallelujah hallelujah somebody here this morning and someone watching us online needs a miracle needs a breakthrough i don't know what need you have or what burden that you are carrying in your heart and what things worry you and keep you awake at night but whatever be it we have a god who loves us a heavenly father who takes care of us a one who is willing and always ready to embrace us with his love and he is jesus with us hallelujah not just born 2000 years ago not just died 2000 years ago but also he rose again and he is very much alive and working actively in the lives of people and does miracles all the time hallelujah and so i want you to be encouraged this morning that you can experience a miracle today hallelujah say amen if you believe that amen means so be it hallelujah so be it hallelujah means praise the lord it's a greek uh, sorry hebrew word and so as we say hallelujah as we say amen to what god is about to do in our lives we experience his goodness and if we only will hold on to him as we heard this morning if we give ourselves wholly to him you will see progress others will see your progress hallelujah amen praise the lord you know anyone who has ever trusted in the lord has never seen you know a downfall a complete doom in their lives they've always seen a progress going from one step to another hallelujah it will always become better we might face challenges we might face needs we might face opposition we might be persecuted for believing in him we might face so many needs in our lives but the lord always lifts us up from where we are to another level amen hallelujah to a better place to a good place hallelujah to do, to have us experience something wonderful in our lives and i want you to experience that and that's god's desire for us as well hallelujah amen our god is a good god give yourself wholly to them so that everyone will see your progress your life will only progress amen hallelujah amen praise the lord so watch your life and doctrine we just read so wonderful that you know we've already been set on a good place to begin uh, our study this morning i want us to turn our bibles to matthew's gospel and chapter number 4 and we're going to read uh, um you know verses 1 to 4 and then we will go to james uh, matthew chapter 4 verses 1 to 4 then jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights he was hungry the tempter came to him and said if you are the son of god tell these stones to become bread 
Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the Bible talks here about how Jesus was led uh, by the Spirit to be tempted by the devil after he had finished fasting and praying for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus was tempted by the devil. Paul the Apostle, as we read from 1 Timothy, says, watch your life and doctrine. Watch, take care. Make sure that you are watchful. Make sure that you do not uh, allow a fall to happen. Allow something that to tempt you that will make you to fall. And this morning, I want to title this morning's message as Win It. <laughs> God wants you to win in life. God wants you to uh, have a victory in your life. God wants you to succeed in life. Win it. God does not believe in you know, failure. He has not created us to fail in life. He has not created situations and circumstances for us to become a failure. But he wants us to win in life. And there will be battles. There will be challenges to hinder us from winning in life. And we, this morning we're going to look at the three challenges that Jesus himself faced. And he won over all the three. And that's what we read in Matthew's gospel. Before we go into those three, I want us to go to James in chapter number 1. And verse number 12 to 15. James chapter 1 verses 12 to 15. Blessed is the one who preserves under, tri under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. It says in verse number 12, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And so God will enable us to win, but he also wants us to persevere so that we will ultimately win. And the victory crown is promised for us. That person who stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. No one can make God to falter, nor does God make anyone to fall or to falter. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown gives birth to death. Now this is what happens when uh, uh, we give room for the devil, when we give room for our fleshly desires, when we give room for temptation. Temptations will always come. We will always be tempted by several things. There will be always many things that will be laid as a trap on our way. There will be many things where they would be hidden from our eyes, but there would be pitfalls that we could fall in. There would be many blind spots in our lives and we could be blindsided many times and we could fall. But God is a God who wants us to persevere and win those challenges and those trials. He, he, we will face temptations, 
but god wants us to win amen hallelujah and so this morning we're going to go into this learning experience with a winning attitude amen hallelujah that i'm going to win over all of these things we're going to learn so that we know what are the schemes of the devil we're going to learn to understand how the devil operates how sin comes and entices us how we could uh, you know avoid those pitfalls and that's why we're going to be learning this in matthew chapter 4 and verses 1 to 4 we read Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil and after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights he was hungry the tempter came to him and said the tempter came and said to him if you are the son of god tell these stones to become bread and jesus answered it is written man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of god the devil the tempter comes and tempts jesus how dare he does that <laughs> to come and tempt the living god to come and tempt the god of all creation to come and tempt the one who has all power and all authority and who is pure and holy he comes to him and he and he tempts jesus with this one temptation and what is this temptation all about if you go to the next uh, slide that you will find this is the challenge he faces you know he places before jesus a situational urgency a natural situation a situation where he is hungry he had gone up and uh, in the wilderness and fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights and come back and naturally after you fast for a while you will be hungry and this was a natural situation but here was also an urgency to eat <laughs> a desperate need a natural need this is not some kind of a a bad kind of a temptation in the sense like we would say oh that person is tempted to you know uh, bad habits oh no this is not that kind of a thing a person is tempted into immorality or uh, lustfulness or uh, or into uh, some kind of um, you know adulterous living it's not that kind of a temptation here is a very natural need simple need a god created need a need for thirst hunger these are things that god has created for us and uh, it's all right to feel hungry it's all right to feel thirsty and it's all right to you know satisfy that need also isn't it true does god want us to live in hunger and thirst no in fact he satisfies our hunger and thirst and he provides for us but the point is that the tempter was tempting him by quoting a scripture verse and he says if you are the son of god tell these stones to become bread you are hungry jesus come on why don't you do a magic and what was that you know he was calling jesus to respond to that desperate need and to find a shortcut to satisfy that need do a magical thing oh you have miraculous powers you are the son of god if you are the son of god if you are divine why don't you show that you are divine by this and jesus would not yield to the devil and instead jesus said it is written man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of god you know sometimes we are also tempted with such situational urgencies immediate need we become very desperate when suddenly there is a need there's a crisis there is a problem there is a there's a situation where we need to fix this and we need to do it by ourselves and instead of trusting god and waiting for god's time we become desperate and we take action by ourselves and we take things in our own hands 
and we say okay nothing seem to be working out let me do something about it and we be in out of desperation we do things instead of becoming dependent on god and waiting for god's time that's a challenge we could face sometimes it could be very genuine needs but how do we satisfy our needs become very important the end just does not justify the means the end is good the end is right the end is not wrong the hunger satisfying the hunger meeting that need is not wrong but the you know the end because the end is right the means to the end cannot be justified how we do these things to get to that to satisfy that becomes very important and jesus is not going to yield to the devil the devil's temptation he's going to wait for god's provision that god is going to provide and according to god's time and god's will he would do everything but the devil cannot accelerate that by showing him his need you know sometimes we take life in our own hands and we want to make our life to go very fast and we want to build our life very quickly and we want to grab things that god has placed for us ahead of time remember the story of the prodigal son what happened to him he came and told the father father give me the share of the property that i you know deserve and which is my portion you know he did not ask for his brother's portion he only took what was his due to him but there was a time for that when the father will write the will and the father will hand them over to him at the appointed time he would receive it but he wanted to go ahead and grab it from the father you see that's what sometimes we become we begin to do when we become very desperate when we begin to lose faith when we begin to lose our focus on god and we want to take life in our own hands and we want to satisfy our needs and meet our needs our way and we don't begin to see how god could work and how god works sometimes god works even though it seemed to be like nothing is happening in our life God is uh, you know vibrantly active and he's working behind the scenes and positioning everything for our blessing and sometimes we don't see it right then and so we lose faith or we begin to become desperate and we start taking action and when God is ready to provide our need we go rush in and take a loan and we end up in debt or when god is going to bless us you know with a suitable life partner maybe at some other time maybe it takes some more time and we rush in and find somebody and then that becomes a challenge for us or maybe sometimes we you know in our job situations to have a promotion or to have more income we rush and we find we try to get something worked up for, by ourselves and we pull you know people and try to influence others and we push our way up and then we run into trouble and people you know dislike us and we are pushed back sometimes we rush we we get to do things by ourselves with our own efforts and that's what was a temptation that jesus was pushed into where you know he could provide for himself he's a god who you know multiplied the five loaves and the two fish he could do anything he could bring literally turn stones into bread he can do that but he would not yield to the devil's temptation because this challenge was to respond to a situational urgency you know and immediately respond you know in the flesh he wanted to be led by the holy spirit amen hallelujah 
and so it's important that we are careful in our lives watch our lives and we give wholly to Jesus and not allow the temptations and the pressures of life to overwhelm us to such a extent where we stop depending on God and become desperate in our lives amen that's a temptation that we could fall into maybe some of us will never you know go into bad habits we would probably never fall into adultery or we would never do things we would never go rob a bank <laughs> we would never do you know murder somebody we would never do any of those horrible things crimes but these are the kind of challenges that we face in life on a day to day basis where we become desperate out of fear out of anxiety out of a desperate need we begin to push we begin to become we start functioning with worry and anxiety and and frustration and desperation and take life in our own hands i want us to know that when we depend on god and we allow god to work in our lives and give uh, our life wholly to him and have him to have his way in our lives he will certainly provide he will certainly bless he will certainly heal he will certainly give everything in its own time hallelujah because the bible says that he makes all things beautiful in his time hallelujah Amen hallelujah he has a perfect time for everything in your life and he will bring everything to pass amen hallelujah you will not fall short of any good thing because all the good promises that he gave to Israel Jesus fulfilled hallelujah amen none of the prophecies none of the promises given to them ever failed hallelujah the bible says that none of the words that Samuel spoke fell to the ground he gives his word and he fulfills every one of them hallelujah he brings them to fruition amen hallelujah this was a challenge that david king david also faced great men also faced such situations let's read in first samuel chapter number 27 and verses 1 to 4 first samuel chapter 27 verses 1 to 4 but david thought to himself one of ah, these that's a amazing phrase First Samuel twenty-seven verse one, the first phrase, and David. But David thought to himself. Everybody say, but David thought to himself. Come on, say it again. But David thought to himself. What do you think in yourself <laughs> matters? Based on what we think, we act. Based on what do you think? How we think about things? How we process things? We respond in a certain way. Sometimes we respond based on fear. Here David was responding based out of fear. He was responding based out of desperate need. This was a very genuine problem that he was facing. What was the problem? King Saul who was after David, who was wanting to kill him. Now in that situation, David thought to himself, let's read. But David thought to himself, one of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. Hmm. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Ah, there you go. Oh, one of these days David thought to himself, one of these days I will be destroyed. He pronounced his verdict on himself. The David thinks to himself, one of these days I'm going to be destroyed. Anyway, I'm going to destroy. Whichever way I turn, I'm going to be destroyed. whether i go here i go there i hide i go back home whatever i do i try to escape ultimately anyway i'm going to be destroyed this is what he was thinking to himself but was this god thinking about him that way no god had anointed him and planned for him to become king and he was already anointed by samuel the prophet 
there was already a plan of god hanging over his life but you know what david thought to himself because saul was was you know trying to take his life one of these days i'm going to be destroyed by the hand of saul it was a fateful thinking a thinking of fate fate is the opposite of faith <laughs> fate is the opposite of faith one of these days i'm going to be destroyed anyway i'm going to lose my life and the best thing i can do oh the best thing i can do don't we say say that phrase very often the best thing we can do everything is nothing is going to work out anyway everything is going to fail anyway nothing is going to happen anyway i'm never going to get a job anyway my husband is never going to get saved anyway everything is going to fall apart anyway we're going to suffer loss anyway we are doomed but the best thing i can do at least maybe let me try this this is how he was thinking to himself you see a situational urgency and 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 let's continue to read the best thing i can do mm. is to escape to the land of the philistines mm. then saul will give up searching for me anywhere in israel and i will slip out of his hand so david and the 600 men what do they do they went to akish the king of the philistines and they surrendered themselves to him remember who was goliath a philistine what did david do to goliath what did david do to goliath defeated. he defeated him did he defeat only goliath did he also defeat the philistines he defeated the philistines also when he defeated goliath but now where is david running to to escape from saul to the same philistines and he's going to surrender to them for protection he thought to himself anyway i'm going to be destroyed by the hand of saul let me at least go and hand myself over to my own country's enemies surrender to the will of the enemy surrender to the enemy's hands that's what the devil wants to do in our life that's what the devil is planning and plotting by bringing when there are situations of urgent need the devil promises those are tempting moments for us to stop depending on god and responding in a desperate way whenever you are caught in a very desperate situation always take a step back and think twice am i acting in faith or in desperation am i acting out of depending on god and waiting for god's time or am i responding in a desperate need am i quitting this job because somehow i want to run away from a situation am i quitting you know my family because i want to run away from a situation are you responding to situations out of a desperate are you trying for a job are you trying for a business are you trying for a, a education out of a desperate need are you trying for a loan are you trying for something out of desperation oh already you know i've become old out of desperation because age because time is running out are we acting out of desperation david thought to himself oh i am doomed anyway 
and so let me go surrender to the enemy that's what the devil wants to do and that's what we that is what we must not do amen Hallelujah. That is the one thing we must not do. And we must respond to the devil and say, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Instead of surrendering to the devil and becoming desperate and taking life in our own hands, we say God will provide. Hallelujah. That's what Abraham said. God will provide. Hallelujah. Even though he laid Isaac on the altar, he said God will provide. Amen. our god will provide what we need hallelujah don't run to man don't act out of desperation that is a trap of the devil amen hallelujah and sometimes we don't see it but that's how the devil works and this is what happened when when cutting the long story short david went and handed him over himself and his men over to the king of the philistines and what happened when he went out for war the you know the philistine king akish thought oh david is a very uh, strong good fighting man he is getting all the victory wherever he goes for war he is winning victories and so he can be my good bodyguard oh david are you meant to be a bodyguard for a philistine uncircumcised king david you supposed to be the king of israel anointed to be the king of israel but are you supposed to be the one who should be a bodyguard for a philistine king who you defeated in a powerful way david's story of victory with goliath is such a wonderful glorious story but david's surrender to akish the king of the philistines is such a disgraceful story from great grace we can fall to disgrace you can win with much grace but you can fall with such great disgrace also and so this morning the challenge is to win it hallelujah hallelujah the call is to win it amen when you face a situation like that win it amen number 2 let's go to matthew chapter 4 and verses 5 to 7 if you come down on the slide matthew chapter 4 verses 5 to 7 Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Remember the devil also knows the Bible. sometimes better than us <laughs> in every one of these temptations he's quoting the bible but jesus gave a counter word <laughs> of truth he was misquoting the bible he can't get it right right because he's got a twisted mind and so he will misquote the bible so it's also important as to how we read the bible <laughs> not wrongly read it for our own uh, satisfying our own hunger <laughs> get what i'm talking about we should not misquote and misapply the scriptures also jesus speaks the truth from the scriptures and challenges him but the second challenge is the challenge to pride and to presume if you go back uh, nat the challenge to pride and to presume things this was the challenge that was faced by jesus the devil takes him to a holy city to the holy city jerusalem had him stand on the highest point of the temple took him to a very high place and he says throw yourself down because the word of god says in psalms for your angels will 
you know if you come and your angels will come and they will lift you up in their hands so that your foot will not dry, strike against a stone well isn't that true that god protects us you know and many times we could have met with an accident many times we could have uh, you know had uh, situations where our life would have been taken away but didn't god protect us yes he protected us many times we fell but thank god our bones were not broken amen that's god's grace many times we fell sick but god healed us that's god's grace and healing power uh, he heals us but you know the point is that god does not want us to tempt him test him and that's what the devil was doing by challenging him this is a challenge to take pride in the power that he had and to presume that oh angels will take care of you if you fall and so when do you throw yourself down pride and presume a presumption of and, and taking advantage of god's grace this is what happens if you go to the next slide it makes you to test god's grace oh taking advantage of god's goodness taking advantage of god's provision taking advantage and saying oh god will provide god will do it god will protect so let me do it god is gracious so it's okay even if i sin he will anyway forgive me that is taking advantage of god's grace and his goodness that's what the devil was pushing him to and satan tempted christ to presume upon his father's power and protection even though he was in a point of safety when we are god has given us common sense god has given us wisdom when we are safe and we when we have to take precautions for safety if we go and put ourselves in danger we're going to be affected by danger isn't it true but when there's a genuine danger and we are caught by surprise there you will see god's protection and god's hand taking care of us am i right but because the bible says even if they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all do we take poison and drink and see <laughs> whether it will hurt us or not oh because the bible says you know even if you drink deadly poison it will not hurt you so let's try it and some people have tried it that way but that is putting the lord to test but even if you drink any deadly poison that's what it says when you are in a place where you are persecuted and somebody is trying to poison you or somebody is trying to attack you that is when you will see that word of god active and working in your life amen and so god does not want us to test him and this is the second challenge that you know uh, that jesus faced where the devil was pushing him in such a manner where he would given with to pride and presuming that the father will protect him taking advantage of god's protection that's why apostle paul asked this question in romans chapter 6 can we go on sinning that grace may abound because where there is sin there is grace where there is sin there is grace god is a god who is gracious to forgive sins and where somebody sins god is still gracious to forgive them but that does not mean that we can it's a license to sin where well, because god is gracious i can go on sinning and god will keep forgiving me it's not a license to sin it's a provision that is given to one who falls in sin you know unintentionally or in a moment of weakness 
there is grace god does not condemn us completely and destroy us just because we committed a sin unintentionally he's gracious to forgive us when we repent and turn away from it but that does not give us a license to sin and that's the way the devil was tempting jesus to take advantage of god's goodness and grace that's a temptation we will also face in our lives and sometimes we can take it easy god is love god is gracious god is good and then sometimes we can do things that dishonor god or displease god or we can be doing things that you know are things that could put our life in danger also assuming god's protection where god does not want us to test him and so it's important that we when we face such a challenge to test the grace of god we must be careful not to take advantage of god's grace when you faced with a temptation to commit any kind of a sin do not think that oh god is gracious or god will not you know look at this oh there are many more worse sinners than me i'm just doing a small thing it doesn't matter or we cannot assume and say oh even you know though i've done many sins nothing as bad has happened to me so even if i do this one nothing is going to go wrong all this while anyway i did it are you with me this morning we can slowly convince ourselves we can slowly justify ourselves and say it's not wrong it's all right it's fine anyway i have done done it in the past anyway it doesn't you know hurt me or it doesn't affect me or it doesn't affect anybody else so what we can take advantage of god's grace and god is saying you need to overcome that challenge we need to win over that challenge the devil places against us if you go down that So the question I want to ask us is what is your favorite sin? <laughs> what is that one thing where we you know don't feel too uncomfortable to do? What is that one thing that we easily do, easily fall into, easily yield to? And that's something that we want to be careful about. If there is a sin that does not make us feel uncomfortable that means we've taken god's grace for granted amen if there is no conviction about a certain wrong doing a wrong act or a wrong word that i speak if there is no conviction and if i don't feel bad about it and if i don't repent for it that means that i have taken the grace of god for granted amen so that's a challenge that we need to win that's the way the devil makes us to fall that we might we might easily win over you know bad habits of drinking smoking ad adultery uh, we might not steal from others we might not cheat uh, you know we might not bear false witness or we might not do some of the big things that hardcore criminals would do we will not go into child trafficking we will not do so, such kind of things we will not go kidnap somebody but there could be many many things or many times where we could be justifying ourselves where we could be a, a a bad attitude a wrong behavior we could be justifying a lack of love a lack of you know humility a lack of submission could be those things where we could be hardening our hearts and that could become a justifiable sin we could be justifying ourselves 
and that could be something that we could be taking god's grace as an advantage amen and so presuming that it's not wrong presuming that nothing will go wrong presuming assuming that's number 2 the third challenge that jesus faced matthew chapter 4 verses 8 to 11 the challenge of the spectacular firstly we saw the challenge of a situational urgency secondly we saw a challenge what was that of pride and to presume thirdly what is the third challenge a challenge with the spectacular this is what the devil offered jesus in matthew chapter 4 verses 5 to 7 and the devil took him to the holy city had him stand on the highest point of the temple and said if you are the son of god he said throw yourself down for it is written oh sorry i'm reading 5 to 7 right it's 8 to 11 it's 8 to 11 again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor all this i will give to you he said if you will bow down and worship me jesus said to him away from me satan for it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only then the devil left him and angels came and attended him the devil took him to a very high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor this is a spectacular things things that are very attractive things that are you know that make you look big and great things that look big in your eyes which you want which you crave for and the devil is offering the kingdoms of this world and its glory and he says if you will bow down and worship me i will give all of these things to you there's always uh, seem to be a benefit a gain that you receive in every one of these temptations if you go to the next slide what do you elevate greatly is it money is it position is it title is it wealth how much we own or how famous we are how big we look in the eyes of people or what do you elevate in your eyes what do you think of great and wonderful which you want that's a challenge with the spectacular sometimes there's a craving rush for certain things you know um there was a there was a friend of mine who studied with me in school and and he came to know the lord jesus and uh, he's a you know he would pray and the only biggest need of his life that he had after he finished his college and he was a gold medalist in college in engineering and the only thing he would pray for is somehow god should help me to go to america that was the only prayer that he had and he would pray that all the time and this is how he would say na god kitta ketta irukken enak america ponum he tried five times nothing wrong with trying several times for something sometimes we have to persevere even though we might face challenges but this was like the only goal of his life was to go to america somehow five times he tried five times his visa was rejected somehow he pushed his way through to go to the us you know the why the only reason was 
all of his cousins were in different countries and he was the only one among all his relatives who was in india <laughs> so somehow he wanted to make it because everybody else is there not because there was an opportunity not because he had a passion to pursue a certain subject or a certain kind of a job or some not because of that but because others are there and that was very big in his eyes and so he was craving for it that was uh, that was something that would give him an identity along with others so finally he made it he joined ms and the course that he should have finished in 2 or 3 years he ended up doing it for 7 8 years not that he was a dumb guy he i tell you he was a gold medalist in engineering here and if he had joined the job that he got with campus interview he would have gone a long way he would have built up his career i'm sure they they would have sent him abroad from his office but you know what happened there was that kind of a urgency a rush that he had because for him in his eyes going to us us perno us perno that was the only thing that he had in his mind why because all others are there and so finally he went and he could definitely finish his course in 2 years and he ended up doing it 7 8 years and all through that while he was working in uh, you know pizza joints and this place and that place and doing small small projects somehow to keep his um, you know earning going he's struggling hand to mouth existence and then he came back after 10 or 12 years and you know what he still didn't have a job and then it was time for him to get married he was struggling in his life because it was not the will of god the reason why he wanted to go was not because you know he had a vision for his life or he had some goal that he wanted to achieve it was just because others have got that because that is what is talked about by everybody in the family oh yen paya america la irukan om paya anga irukan so what are you doing still in india oh failure that is how it was perceived for him that is the perception that he had for him that was the perception of his parents and so because of that he pushed his way a very sadly and and, and wherever he had registered for uh, marriage you know uh, what is this um, matrimony you know those uh, sites pastor's name he would give my name and then girls would call me and and they would verify and ask if he's working where he's working and uh, one girl who was a phd in some chemical engineering you know from iit uh, somewhere in the north she called and asked he says he has a job but just that he doesn't get paid what does that mean <laughs> i said i don't know <laughs> and then he also said you know i'm as soon as i get married i'm going to go to the us i'm going to buy a house i'm going to buy a lamborghini and we'll be happily married forever <laughs> and so she asked her brother in law who lives in the us how much how much does a lamborghini cost and he's a very wealthy man i believe and this guy does not even have a job and he promised this girl that he's going to go to us he'll buy a house he'll buy a lamborghini and they'll be happily married forever what a sad state of affairs 
of a person's life because he elevated something more than god are you with me this morning he elevated something else more than god elevated that the way others would speak about him ah he's also in us that's what he wanted to hear and because he elevated that in his mind he tried for that he pushed for that and he had to make up somehow to do that that's a temptation that could come our way a challenge with the spectacular sometimes with that challenge to make things look big in the eyes of people people beg borrow steal and do things it's okay if we don't have many things in life amen if we it's okay if we don't have many material things in life it's okay if we don't have a lot of money in our hands it's okay <laughs> hallelujah it's okay as long as god as as long as god is in our life amen that's more than enough he will provide every need because he is a god who feeds even the birds of the air hallelujah he feeds even the birds of the air and clothes the you know lily of the fields will he not provide all of these things so he says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness all these things will be added unto you hallelujah amen praise the lord and so let's not elevate any other worldly thing in our minds in our lives everything will fade away one day everything of this world is temporal one day today we can earn a great name of being a very high achiever with a lot of degrees and a lot of you know influence and many things but a few decades later 20 30 years later after we retire all the degree all the position all the power everything becomes nothing and after we are gone it probably might be said only at the grave site <laughs> sorry to say that but after that all of that is going to be forgotten it only lasts for about maybe 40 years 50 years all the name and fame and you know the glory of this world and this life only lasts for a few decades and after that it all goes away and as solomon king solomon said in ecclesiastes we pass on everything to the next generation whatever we earned whatever we possessed everything is left behind we don't take them all with us to the grave right even the bangle and the earring and the nose ring and every ring is taken away finally before the box is closed <laughs> nothing is going to go with us everything will be left behind hallelujah amen and finally probably some four five people will be fighting over who will take the nose ring who will take the earring <laughs> haven't you seen that happen in many funerals you know the more the number of siblings the more the fight for who gets the chain who gets the tali <laughs> after the box is closed so everything of this world whatever we elevate as great and glorious and spectacular is all very temporal <laughs> amen so let's not live and run for these things let's run for god hallelujah
Let's live for God. Hallelujah. Let's bring Him glory and honor and, and, and work for treasures that will last. Things that matter for eternity. Amen. These are the challenges that a believer faces. These are the challenges the child of God faces. The challenge with the spectacular. The challenge with the spectacular. So much of pressure. So much of pressure from people around us. Relatives around us. Friends around us. So much to create a certain image in their minds. What will four others think? Becomes a very big pressure on everything we do. The clothes we buy. The amount of money for which we buy. Oh, it won't be nice if I buy this shirt for 400 rupees in discount sale. At least some 3000 rupees if I buy then, uh, you know... Of course, it doesn't mean that we have to wear very, uh, you know, torn and, uh, uh, you know, bad stuff. We have to carry a certain dignity for ourselves. But it does not mean that everything we buy, you know, oh, old phone, you know, it's already six years old. What will everybody think? I need to have upgrade to the latest. Because what will others think? Because everybody's got that latest thing. Challenge with the spectacular. And today's world, we live in a consumeristic world. We are so much driven by, you know, consumer things. We go to the temples of consumerism, the malls of our cities and bow down to the gods of consumerism and worship them and buy them just because we want it to be spectacular. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember uh, uh, one of our friends, I, I, you all uh, have met him as well. I think a year back we had Benny Prasad come and minister to us. Uh, you know, about 20 years back when Benny uh, was just starting off and, um, you know, he would come and, and he was just starting to travel and he would come very frequently and come and stay with us at home. And, uh, and he would come with that big guitar and all that and, and he would go to different churches and I would fix up, you know, uh, appointments for him to minister in different churches and he would go there I introduced him and he every time he would go you know um, with that guitar and bag and everything I would ask him if can I get you an auto or a taxi or something he would say no I'll go by bus you tell me which bus stop to get down and the guy who is traveling around the world and very often would get upgraded to business class because of his uh, amount of travel He's traveled to every nation of the world. He's on Guinness Book of Records for many things. And he would come here and he would go by bus. <laughs> I think that's something that we really need to capture. It doesn't matter. Oh, I need to carry certain image. How can I go by bus? How can I go by... I've been driving a car for 15 years. How can I go by a share auto? What will people think if I go and get down from a share auto? One day one of our relatives went to a wedding and their scooter didn't start. And they kicked and kicked and kicked and kicked and it didn't start at all. Old Labrador. Unfortunately, another relative came by and stopped and lowered the glass of, from his car and asked, what, what your scooter is not starting? They felt very bad. So, my aunt called my dad and said, you know that... Um, that relative we came and stopped and thought that we only had a scooter. Tell him we also have a car. 
So my dad said, maybe you need to get a sticker. My other car is a Mercedes and put it in your ambassador at the back. <laughs> you know how people are so worried about their image? Challenge with the spectacular. What will others think? Oh, old scooter didn't start. They might think we are poor. So we might show that. I want us to understand and know that these things will fade away and these are temptations that the devil will bring and that can make us to suffer a lot of loss and a lot of crisis and we can get into a lot of conflicts and a lot of struggles in life because we elevate something more something of this world the money the possessions the wealth the influence the the name the fame popularity even in ministry we can become we can come under that enormous amount of pressure to become big and famous and start doing tv shows we start doing uh, albums start promoting yourself start pushing marketing yourself you can start doing all of that but what is the whole purpose of ministry it's not to become famous it is to serve people it is to disciple people amen whether it's two people or three people disciple people amen that's the goal of the ministry not to make it look big in the eyes of the world amen hallelujah if we come under that pressure the temptation is that the devil will slowly trap us and drag us away that will make us to take a big place that will make us to borrow money that will make us to go in debt that will make us to you know one thing will lead to another one thing will lead to another then we will have to start manipulating people to ask people to give money it will lead to the next temptation when you have more financial needs you start pushing for asking people to give more then you start manipulating people with scriptures these are the pitfalls the devil will bring and we need to be cautious not to give in to the challenge of the spectacular that i want to look great and big in the eyes of people it's okay if i look small in the great of eyes in the eyes of if even if i look small in the eyes of people as long as i'm counted to be a good and faithful servant hallelujah amen hallelujah you see biblical principles are very different from the philosophies of the world so this is the temptation that we so what is your greatest need go back, go down uh, net what is your greatest need what is your favorite sin what do you elevate greatly these could be the three things that we need to ask ourselves the challenge of a situational urgency it makes you to look for shortcuts for some magical thing to happen what is my greatest need how am i responding to that out of desperation or out of dependency on god secondly the challenge to pride and to presume it makes you to test god's grace take advantage of god's grace is there a favorite sin that i have allowed myself to live with what is my favorite sin the third challenge is with the spectacular it makes you to praise another something else and that's where jesus says worship the lord your god only and serve him only and what do i elevate greatly if you ask yourself these three questions what is your my greatest need how am i responding to that what is my favorite sin how have i, have I dealt with that how am i going to deal with that what do i elevate greatly in my life these are three challenges that we will face and if we win over them we win life hallelujah by the grace of god 
God will give us the grace to have the victory in our lives. Shall we pray and ask God this morning, Lord, I want to be dependent on you, not rush into things and taking life and situations in my own hands and trying to make things happen for myself. I want to give it all in your hands and trust you that you will work things out for us. You will work things for our future. You will work out things for our life. We don't want to act out of desperation. Somehow, no Lord, we want to wait for your time. We don't want to take your grace for granted, Lord, and allow any sin to continue in our life. There is something that is continuing in us. Shall we ask the Lord this morning for forgiveness and say, Lord, please forgive me because I don't want to continue to live in sin. I don't want to harbor any bad attitude, anger, resentment, hatred, pride, bias, anything, Lord. I don't want to allow any sin to continue in me. I don't want to elevate anything else more than you in my life. I don't want to make anything greater and bigger for me. May you be the highest one, the biggest one. You take the highest place in my life. Hallelujah. Nothing, let nothing become more important and more glorious and more wonderful. Let nothing make me to stand in more awe of anything else other than you, Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we commit ourselves to the Lord this morning? Father, we pray that your grace will be extended to us, that we will, Lord, be able to experience a victory and win over every temptation that we face in our life, O oh God. There are many things that make us to fall. There are many pitfalls. There are many things that could trap us. There are many things that we could get entangled into. And Father, we pray this morning that you will enable us to identify the schemes, the temptations of the enemy. That we will not, Lord, respond with desperation. And try to grab things ahead of time. That we will not, Lord, yield to sin and justify them. And we will not, Lord, elevate anything else greatly in our lives other than you, Father. That we will not live for an image that we want to create in other people's minds. Nor for ourselves. Father, we want to pray that you will enable us to overcome all of these temptations. And even as you won with the word of God, enable us to have the victory. Enable us to see the victory. Enable us to experience the victory. Help us to win in life by winning over every temptation the devil brings. Bless your people, we pray. That you'll make them to become winners and not losers in any way. That they will progress in every area of their life, O oh God. Bless them abundantly. Let your name be glorified. Meet every need. Solve every problem. Provide everything that is needed, O oh Father. Open a door where there is a need for a door to be opened up. Heal everyone who is sick or weak, O oh Father. We pray that you will do miracles in everyone's life, O oh God. Miraculous things happen, O oh God. Even with the minimum effort, let many good things happen, O oh Father. Let there be great results. Even with the small seeds that have been sown. Let there be rich harvest, O oh God. Yes, Father. 
Hallelujah. Bless everyone. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.